Hey everyone, we're Brie and Haley, two friends building a safe space that feels like grabbing drinks with a friend. Come join us and let's grab drinks. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Haley and Brie and we are talking about something that a lot of us struggle with and that is overcoming the worry primarily of things that don't actually matter (laughs) so or don't exist. Yes, the exist part is a big piece of it. So Brie, I'll have you kick us off with some of the things that you worry about and what that journey to figuring out what not to worry about, or maybe you're still going through it. What does that look like for you? Hot mess express over here. Well, okay, first I, let's start this heavy topic with, um, I, what we're drinking. I feel like we need to do a, a little, let's do a little cheers before diving into this. I'm drinking an iced coffee. Um, thanks to Starbucks. I actually, instead of buying from Starbucks, I have been trying to buy those, um, like the iced coffee. What is it like oh. half gallon things? Yeah. Yep. And I've got some brown sugar syrup that I put into it with a splash Yum. of almond milk and it is really delicious. That's so, amazing. Um, which doesn't help with anxiety, but I don't have anxiety right now. I'm feeling good. So it's yep. okay. Even yep. though we're talking about like worry and anxiety. <laughs> yes. I am also drinking a um, Starbucks inspired hot latte. Ooh. I'm having a my version of a peppermint white mocha. It is my favorite year round. I don't yeah. care what time of the year it is, but um, I did drink it hot today, which I have not been doing lately. And it was, I forgot how good a warm latte mm. is like it's only good if you're not sitting outside in 90 degree weather yeah if i drink that right now though i would definitely start singing christmas carols and my <laughs> husband would probably murder me so <laughs> i am so excited for christmas this year having a little baby just oh I bet. okay let's talk about overcoming worry and all the things so what was your question for me because I don't even know how to kick this conversation off. It's it's basically Brie worries about things that I shouldn't worry about or like situations that haven't happened or maybe mm. aren't even going to happen. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are that way. Like, yeah. Like the things that we worry about, why do we do it? Because we're making things up in our head almost. <laughs> yes. And it's not constant. And I will say there are times in the month that it's worse than others. So Mm -hmm. um, after baby, my hormones during my period changed a ton to where I've always had a little bit more anxiety during my period. But now I have a bit more anxiety when it's that time of the month. And I feel really sad. And that's not oh. normal for me. That's a, that's a new thing. It's just feeling hmm. like really like sad. I'm hoping that maybe once I stop breastfeeding, things will kind of like start to level out a bit more. But I am I'm learning that that is something I'm dealing with right now. And so just mentally working through that week is, is really fun and kind of plays into this. So it's, it's definitely a lot worse for me then. And then otherwise, like it's just... Yeah, it'll be it'll be random things like that I'm I'm worrying about. And so kind of like backing up a little bit, like I have dealt with anxiety now that I'm older and can recognize like what it is, 
I've dealt with anxiety since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't know what it was when I was younger. I didn't start going to therapy until I was an adult. I've been going to therapy for almost two years now. October will be two years. It's been the best thing ever. And, you know, I was talking to um, one of the girls on my sister's bachelorette trip and she's starting therapy And I was like, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. You're going to love it. And she's tried to start therapy multiple times and she always cancels the appointment. And she's like, I know there's, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. She's like, but that's what my brain keeps telling me that if I start Mm -hmm. therapy, that means something's wrong with me. Yeah. And what I told her, I'm like, it doesn't mean, I'm like, you're right. Like there is nothing wrong with you. And I told her, I'm like, What I told myself and the reason why I started therapy is because I knew I was not living my life to the fullest and I knew I was not living my best life and I want to live my best life. And so that's why I started therapy. And so for anybody that if that's like something in your head is telling you like, oh, that means I'm admitting to having a problem or about whatever. No, it's just that you want to live life to the fullest. We only get one life. And so you know, that's, you know, why I go to therapy. I think what she was sharing was so relatable because like growing up, I went to therapy for a very short period of time when my parents were going through their divorce. Yeah. And I think I, like, I believe in the power of therapy. I don't currently go. I don't have an interest in going. And I think it all falls back on that experience because I went to two separate, I went to a therapist and I went to a counselor and Mm -hmm. the counselor, um, it was almost like they were trying to make me pick a side of a family member because it was at the church that we went to. Like, I still remember, I remember sitting in the room talking and just feeling like I was supposed to talk bad about my parents. Oh, no. Versus I did go to um, a therapist that Mm -hmm. didn't do that. She just, like, wanted to know where I was. And I didn't hate it, but I've always associated, like, Mm. oh, therapy is only for when you're going through a bad time and you don't know how to deal with your emotions. And so I can, like, see how she associates it with, like, being in a, either being in a bad place or like something's wrong. So I started going to therapy. So, and I've encouraged other friends to go to therapy when I can see, and this is where like, if you have friends that are encouraging you to go, I would listen to them. Even if you're like, yeah. I'm fine. Things are fine. When I've encouraged certain friends to go, it's because I can see that if they keep going along this and keep like pushing it off and keep trying to deal with it, that something bad could happen. Mm-mm. And that has happened with several of my friends where yeah. it's hit a really bad wall, different different situations for different things. And then they had to go to therapy because like, okay, cool. Now we're in kind of in like a crisis mode versus right. if you had just gone and kind of like, let me work on myself a little bit. Let me make myself a little bit better. Some of those things could have been avoided. And that's what I was saying for myself is I'm like, I know if I keep pushing and keep being like, I'm fine. I can work through this. I'm okay. I don't need help. I don't need to, I can make my life better on my own. I don't need somebody that like is really like, it's like hiring a coach, right? Or a physical therapist or the physical therapist or a personal trainer. Like think of it kind of in that way of like, it's just one other aspect. It's just like making your brain stronger. Um, Yeah. And so 
I saw for myself, I'm like, if I don't like go and have somebody help me live my live life better, then I'm going to need therapy at some point, And it's probably going to be when something bad happens. And yeah. I don't want to get to that point. Like I yeah. want to avoid that, you know? I don't know how to ask this correctly, but how would you say like, a th- this is totally not the direction we were going with this That's conversation, fine. but, um, for someone like me, who's like, I don't really have an interest in going, what are the benefits of someone who maybe doesn't see a need to go or, mm-hmm. um, like where, what benefit could a therapist bring to their life? My life specifically. <laughs> Yeah, I I think a therapist can benefit literally everyone. I think whether you are, I don't think it matters, right? Again, like it doesn't have to be where like something terrible has happened or like you're trying to work through something like that's really hard. Again, thinking of it as like, how could I just live a little bit better? And so whether it's something to where, okay, like one episode that we recorded recently was just like how you and I tend to like overload our schedules and Mm -hmm. tend to like, just like pile too much on and tend to like go, 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 go. And kind of like find ourselves like falling back into that trap. And so recently I talked to my therapist about that and she, and I walked out and I was just like, I need to just slow down. Yeah. And so it could be something like as simple as that, uh, where you're like, I'm going to go once a month just to like kind of check in. Um, I go twice a month right now um, or actually once every like three weeks now. And it's really just been like, you know, kind of checking in. Here's what's going on. Here's a couple of things that like kind of like could use some advice on or maybe I want to like dive into this a little bit more, something that came up. Or sometimes I'm like, I'm fine. I don't know that I need to go. And I just go and we end up talking about something that, wasn't on my radar that she's like, Hey, well, let's, you know, tell me how this is going. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like it it could be literally anything. So I think it's really, I think it's really beneficial, but for you also as the wife of a police officer, Mm. I think that can be very beneficial because that is a lot of stress that you have on your brain that you don't even think about. Yeah, I block it. You I block, block it, it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when pe- I don't think about it until someone asks me, like, oh, that must be hard. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there have been times when it was hard, but right. I just, I don't, I think he's just gone into an office. He's working. Sure. He'll but be you home. also <laughs> in your brain have backup plans, right? Yeah. If something mm-hmm. were to happen, here's what I do. Yep. Right. And there is that stress there. And so I think especially like when there is something crappy going on and his job does become a bit more of a stressor um, and can be a more scary thing than just like the normal everyday today stuff, which is already intense, already having a relationship with your therapist and already be working through different things that kind of come up and emotions that come up for that can be really helpful. Yeah. No, that's a good point because I do feel like a lot of like a lot of police wives don't, we don't talk about it. I don't talk no. about it with other police wives. The because way why, that, right? Like, yeah. What's the point? Like, why bring it, put a downer on friendships? <laughs> why freak, why freak ourselves out in this moment? Yes. And, and I also look at it where I, I think I kind of take on the, 
I don't know if emotions are the right or the perspective that Steven has in like, if he does his job right, he feels like he's safe. He's going to be, he's who he is as a police officer. If I go into it with that mindset of he's safe, he's got, you know, he knows what he's doing. I don't have to worry about it. But that doesn't mean I don't. Like, I've had breakdowns. I've Mm -hmm. had moments of, you know, that literally I found myself crying in the middle of the living room floor. Mm -hmm. Called my, well, actually, my mom called me randomly. And I could not speak. She had to dry. She had no idea what happened. And I'm like, nothing's happened. I'm just lost, losing. Yeah. Yeah. I, so like there have definitely been times since then, not really. um, And it's only happened twice where I've like thought the worst was happening. So yeah, no, that's a good point. So I think there's, you know, (laughs) there's little stressors and little things in life for all of us. And we're really good at coping. And we're really good yeah. at just like blocking things off and knowing that we can handle it in the moment when we have to handle it. Yeah. But I do think that all of those things kind of build up for mm-hmm. us and cause underlining stress and anxiety. And I wonder if that's what causes, like just talking it through now, like I wonder if that's what causes like anxiety to get kind of worse for us in certain situations is because we're already holding on to so much in our brain, even though we're not thinking about it, like constantly it's there. And so like when we add mm-hmm. one more anxiety thing on top of it, it's like we're in fight or flight mode, even yeah. though it's like why this one little thing should not make me panic. Being stuck in traffic should not make me feel like I need to poop my pants. <laughs> Like, let's be real, right? Like, all right, I think you need to explain this a little bit. (laughs) That's in another episode. (laughs) But like, going on a hike, like, has made me super anxious before when there is nothing wrong. There is nothing else going on. And so, yes, sometimes it can be chemical imbalances and hormones and all these different things. But I also wonder, like, what else are we holding on to sometimes? And so... I don't know. That's just like, and, and my experience with the therapist giving you thoughts and ideas for like why you might want to like go and do it once a month or something is going to be different than somebody else that goes and they'll give you other good reasons. But we didn't yeah. come on here to talk about just therapy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we did come on to talk about overcoming the worry and yes. the anxiety that comes with it. And you shared a little bit about your own anxiety and I personally have never, we, you and I have talked about this a lot. I've never Mm -hmm. really been one to get anxious or have a lot of worries. The only time I really do, there's two times. It's when I feel like I've offended someone or I think someone thinks a certain way about me. Mm -hmm. And that falls into work too. Like I don't like messing up in a professional setting. And when I do, like that eats at me. Until I talk to the person. Like if they send me a message like, oh, hey, I noticed this link was missing from the show notes of the podcast episode. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they hate me. I like spiral into this. I'm the worst podcast producer of all time. like perfectionism. Yes, and I'm not technically, like I'm never really a perfectionist unless someone points out a mistake. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst. And I Mm. let that eat me up until I fix it like the next it's until the next episode goes live and it's perfect and I'm like oh you know I just that's where 
I struggle with it. Um, thankfully, it doesn't happen too often. But when it does, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I yeah. I will just start to worry about like it. I, it's like those like intrusive fears too is yeah. part of it of just like random things. And I was talking with one of my friends recently about this who also just had a kid and we were just talking about like random intrusive thoughts that like pop up and we're, she was having like, we were on a road trip. Um, we were in separate cars cause we both have kids and that's our life now. So we were driving up and later that night we were talking about just like, you know, kind of dealing with like worrying unnecessarily and like different things that we're like worrying about. And she's like, Oh yeah. She's like, while we were driving up here, I was like, Oh, we could just like drive off that cliff and like be dead or like, or like the, my husband and baby would be dead and I'd be there like unable to help them or something, you know, like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I had the same freaking thought on the way up here. There's like this bridge that's under construction. I'm like, mm, that would kill us right there. <laughs> like, not a mom so probably that's why I haven't had those thoughts but (laughs) okay do you ever have intrusive thoughts just like in general though because I feel like I've always had that be an issue no I mean the extent of it is like if I see someone walking on the side of the road I think of like um I don't know if you played the Nintendo game Paperboy as a kid where you can like throw the the newspaper and like hit a person (gasps) I've always thought like 50 points if I just See, obviously no. I would never do it, but oh, obviously it's an intrusive thought. It's like a weird random <laughs> thing that you would never act on that would never actually happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. Oh my God. Yes, I haven't I thought guess. about Paperboy in forever. <laughs> that brought back a whole wave of nostalgia. I think like Steven and I will, will be driving and he's like, how much if I hit that person? Like, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> it's, it could be like, yeah, like I would have like, you know, like driving, walking down, um, the road and I'm like oh I'm like a car could just like swerve out of control and just like run us over or like it's it is bizarre and like those are things that it's just I don't even know I should probably talk to my like therapist be like so how do you deal with intrusive thoughts yeah Um, (laughs) because mine are never hurtful to me (laughs) oh I'm always just like okay (laughs) like that was weird move on like yeah, I think that's all you can do. I'm going to ask my therapist about this now, though. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's all you can do is be like, that was weird. That's unrealistic and never going to happen. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's weird. But like, okay, that again, but that's, those are like random things that cause like worry unnecessarily, right? Yeah. Yes. I think the other part of it is just like, for me, is just like being overwhelmed and kind of what we talked about like a couple episodes ago about just like you know, overwhelm and having too much going on is I think that plays into it a bit for me is just like being overwhelmed and everything going on in life. Like I think when you're already stressed and already kind of like tapped out for me, it feels like it's easier for random things that I don't need to worry about to creep in. Mm. Kind of almost like it's taking your mind off of the things you actually need to worry about. Mm. That was very therapist-like of you. I know. I was just sitting here thinking, like, I should have gone to school to be a therapist. (laughs) Because that's one brilliant moment. (laughs) That one moment defined the rest of my life. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna go back to school. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
But it it does. Like it, it's kind of like when you are at work and you have this long list of all these so important yes. things to do. Your brain goes to the one thing that does not matter. Like that's what you want to work on now. Right. Oh, I have deadlines for 15 things. There's dishes in my sink. I'm going to go do those instead. Or I'm going to organize the cabinets. Why? <laughs> uh, but I'll do it with work stuff too. I feel like I'll be like, oh, this would be a really good idea of something fun to do when I have time. And I write it yes. down. And then I have this list of like ideas. And now when it comes to like when I have time to work on them, I'm like, meh. Yeah, I. But I in the moment, like it was a brilliant idea that I really should have ran with. I feel like I, in when I'm working on a podcast episode, especially ones that they're talking strategy, I get so, I'm like, oh my gosh, everything I've ever wanted to do in my business is coming to me right now. I've got, I've got 15 notepads of yes. all these notes and I'm like, okay, but these notes are probably not going to make it into my business. And that's a point I wanted to bring up today is like the fears and the worry of like going further in my business are another thing that I worry about. And it keeps me from taking risks in my business. Yeah. Like I feel like worrying about, oh, am I going to disappoint someone if I offer this new service and they're not happy with it because it's not something I've ever done before. Like I'm doing that right now with coaching. Like I want to be able to, I get asked all the time about offering podcast coaching and I don't do it. And I don't do it because I'm like, oh, am I gonna be a good enough coach? No, Haley, get over it. Move on. You're, you've been asked for it like enough times to where you could make money. And why not just offer it? So I'm overcoming that right now. I think <laughs> that is something that people struggle with, whether you're own your own business or whether it's in your career. Yes. Because that is something that I've talked about with my husband where he's like, well, I want to be in this, you know, would like to be this type of role or whatever. And I'm like, aren't you already doing that? He's like, well, yeah. I'm like, so you really just need to go and ask for that title. Yeah. But yeah. still feeling like, no, I need to be perfect or I need to like, I prove myself more mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it is or achieve X, Y, and Z before I go and do this. And it's that underlying worry and fear of like, what if? Yeah. Or am I good enough? Or even or though you're already doing it. too. Yes. I, I... I feel like the corporate Haley relates so much to Brandon on so many levels. Yes. When you tell me about him, I'm like, yes. that's me. That was me. Uh -huh. And a lot of mine came out of fear that I was too young. Now that I'm 31, mm. I don't have those fears anymore. I'm like, eh. Yeah. 31 is the age I saw everyone in my career when I was 21. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's that you've made it to where you yep. can define who you want to be and all that crap. Yep. But... When I was 21, 22, 23, in a role doing the work that someone, you know, 15 years older than me was doing, got promoted, and then I took on all their responsibility, my, my fear was like, oh, they're not giving me the promotion of title and pay because of my age. Hmm. And it's not necessarily because of my age, it's because they got away with handing it off to me exactly. for the same amount of pay, exactly. and I didn't speak up for myself. And exactly. Ooh, if I could go back and tell 20-year-old 20, 20 Haley, like, just say something. <laughs> we could be career coaches. Ooh, yes. That would be so much fun. That would be a dream job. Like, I think we've talked about this offline of, um, like, going in and being consultants for businesses, too. Yes. 
And like, would here's where you could change things in your business. That would, I, I would love that. Maybe we have talked about that on the podcast, but maybe so. When I mentioned like messing up at work, one thing that I do want to highlight in this conversation is you can kind of control how that affects you in the sense of like surrounding yourself with people who are understanding of like perfection isn't always the end goal. Like Mm -hmm. you don't always have to work for someone who expects perfection. Mm -hmm. And it's something that when I have a client, if I mess up and they talk down to me, that is something that I do highlight. Like I, I'm a pretty grudge holding person. I don't know the right word for that, but I hold grudges Mm -hmm. and grudge may be the wrong word in this case, but like, I remember, okay, last time I messed up, they were rude to me and I'm going to keep track of how they act with me. And am I going to keep them as a client? That could be something to talk to a therapist about. (laughs) (laughs) Bree's trying to get me into therapy, (laughs) y'all. I mean, I think everybody should be, so. (laughs) Well, so I um, have started doing this thing where, like, based on how a client makes me feel, I'm going to determine if that allows me to continue to work with them, whether Mm. it's my um, choice or not. And if it's not my choice and when I hear that, like there have been times I've lost clients and it has been the biggest relief. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do it. Thank goodness. That type of thing where I didn't have to fire them. This is the best way it could have happened. We're ending on good terms, blah, blah, blah. But also... I take that into consideration when I work with the girl that works for me. Like when um, I have a editor on my team, if she makes a mistake, my biggest concern when she makes a mistake is that she doesn't feel like I'm pissed at her. I don't want, like, I'm not, I get, I've made a dozen mistakes a week. (laughs) Right. So I take every situation like that and think of how I'm feeling do I want to feel that way? Do I want to work with you? But then also, if this happens to an employee of mine. Here's something I want to point out. Bree's going to put her therapist hat on. The same grace that you are giving your editor of like, I've made a million mistakes. It's okay. It happens. For some reason, you're not giving it to yourself when it comes to work that you're doing for your clients. Yes, because I let it eat me up. There are times if it's a dumb, like a tiny little thing, I don't want to say dumb because I feel like sure everyone has their own preferences in work. But sure. if it's something that I don't necessarily think was a mistake, I don't let those eat me up. If I'm like, right, you know what? Like something went up without an ad because they didn't tell me the ad, but I didn't ask for the ad. That's, I'm not going to let that eat me up. That's not your like, fault. Right. That's not necessarily my fault because we do stuff without ads sometimes. Like that kind of thing. That's not an actual example. That's not something that happens frequently. There's no, like if you're a podcast client of mine and you're like, what's she talking about me? (laughs) No, that was not like someone in particular. But I'm not going to let that eat me up. You know, it's it's more of the, it really comes down to like how they talk to me because sometimes people are really nice about it. Like I've put the wrong audio on a podcast episode before. And a client was like, hey, no rush, but um, just want to let you know the audio is the wrong audio. And I was like, oh, crap. I beat myself up. But then as soon as it was fixed, she's like, thanks so much. I appreciate you jumping right into it. And I'm like, okay, that's 
I don't feel bad about it now. Like, <laughs> I think it's, you know, with all of this, it's like extending grace to ourselves too. So yeah. whether it's something like we need to be perfect at something and we're worrying because we're letting somebody down or whatever, it's like, okay, something I often tell like you and other friends is like, okay, what would I, what would you tell me in this situation? That mm-hmm. type of thing to where it's like, if you're looking for advice on something or if you're beating yourself up about something, I like to flip it around. I like to flip the script and be like, okay, cool. If I was telling you this, what would you tell me? Right. And you're yeah. usually like, oh, crap. Yeah, you're right. Because we're so much easier on other people and we're so much nicer to our friends than yeah. we are to ourselves. That's so true. And it's hard to do in the moment. Of course it's, which is why we have yeah. friends who mm-hmm. challenge us on stuff like that, right? Like, yeah. and, like because I've started to do it to friends, like other people do it to me now too. They're like, Brie, what would you tell me? I'm like, oh shit, fine. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I feel <laughs> you know? like you do that a lot when I'm like trying to decide on pricing and I'm underpricing myself. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. I'd tell you that it's worth more money than that. Right. <laughs> and so like that just proves too, like a lot of these things that we worry about we know the rationality behind it and we know things, but it kind of ties back into the other episode that we talked about episode, I think 16 is like slowing down enough to be Mm -hmm. able to talk ourselves through some of these things. Oh yeah. And I think that is not, it's not something that comes naturally. It's definitely something that we have to practice. Yes. It's not as it's not just a skill that you just have, I don't think. Maybe some people do. I don't. But it's something that we have to practice of like, okay, I need to slow down and I need to think through this. Yes. Something that I've started doing since you're saying that is um, box breathing, where you like mm. breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, breathe out four seconds, and then yeah. hold that for four seconds. And I like, I'll catch myself just over when I am overwhelmed. Yeah. I do that. And it does slow you down. Like you kind of stop thinking because you're thinking about your breathing and you're calming your nerves Mm -hmm. because especially if it's like, okay, I have to finish all this work. I have to go to all these places. It's the times I do it most is my transition from like, I just ended work. I have to go to dinner Mm -hmm. or like we're going somewhere that we have to be at a certain time. And I was rushed. I'll like sit in the car while Steven's driving and I just breathe mm-hmm. and like let it out. And that it resets your nervous system. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know all the science behind it, but it works. <laughs> yeah. No, there's one to another um, breath thing that, and I haven't done it in a while. And I, now that you're saying that I'm like, Oh, I need to start doing that again. I, I would do it more. So when I was having like really fighting off a panic attack, but, mm-hmm. um, And I learned it from one of the Peloton instructors, but like you take a deep inhale and then you like hold it for a second. And she says second inhale at the top. So you Mm. do, and then one more to just like get the rest of the air and then hold it for a second and then let it out. And there's something scientific that I don't know about, um, but it like resets your nervous system or something in your brain to like help you like, who, Okay everything's okay. I don't need to be in fight or flight mode about this thing. Right. Yeah. That's cool. We should have somebody on to talk about that. We definitely should. I feel like I might, I might have a guest in mind. So yeah, I think, you know, 
if anything, this episode is like showing that like, hey, we all deal with these. Like, I think that's like what's been helpful to me is like when people stop to like have these conversations, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not like just the crazy one over here like with all these <laughs> random things going on in my brain. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yes. thanks for talking about that. Cause I thought I was the only one that had that. <laughs> yes. I like, I always wonder because it hits me. Like it's not a constant thing. I'm not sure. I'm just not an anxious person, but when it does hit me, it's like, I don't always know how to deal with it. Yeah. And you mentioned panic attacks. And as a kid, I definitely had them. Like when my Mm. parents were going through a divorce, I had multiple panic attacks. And then uh, (laughs) the last panic attack I had was actually um, in Jamaica. I was snorkeling and I had a panic attack in the water. Like I had this fear. It was rough waters and I'm good. I'm a good snorkeler. Um, I loved going. I straight up had a panic attack in the water and no. was like, <gasps> couldn't breathe. No. Steven's underwater somewhere way off. <laughs> he like ditched me. Oh and my God. The, the guy on the boat had to help me out of the water. Like I could not calm down. And I just like laid on the bot, like on this <laughs> glass bottom boat breathing. And Steven has no idea where I'm at. And I'm like, Oh my god! <laughs> did it? Did just like crazy thoughts start pop, start popping in of like, oh yeah, my god, I thought what if this happened, I thought I was gonna drown. I couldn't get my, yeah. you know, like everything that could go wrong in an ocean went through my head. Yeah, and like I've never really been one to have those thoughts in an ocean. Like I'm pretty comfortable out there, but mm-hmm. oh nope. So Sometimes if you have panic attacks, I feel you there. I, not very often great. do I have them, but it's great. Good gosh, they are not fun. Not at all. <laughs> Yeah. So just kind of normal. I think more conversations like this need to happen to be like, cool, I'm not alone. But yeah. also like, don't just listen to this and then just be like, okay, fun. That, Cause that's what I would do. Right. Like, oh, cool. I love that. I'm not alone. Moving on. Let yeah. me just keep going. <laughs> I would say like learning some type of like breathing exercise is a great way mm-hmm. to start. Right. Cause yeah. that's something you can do anywhere that you can do on your own and just kind of help yourself that way. I would say yeah. a step further would be like, like try meditation or journaling step further would be like hmm, maybe actually consider talking to a therapist <laughs> and nothing has to be wrong with you to go to therapy yes it's just to make your life better and live the best life you can i like talking about this kind of stuff I don't, hopefully you guys do too let us know let us know i yeah i think it's it's a nerve-wracking thing of like letting someone else into your brain yeah like i got a little sweaty i took my jacket off <laughs> The thing is, like, I think people are like, oh, they're going to crack into, like, all these things and it's going to be emotional and I'm going to cry and I'm going to dig into my child. I'm just thinking of all the, like, different things people have told me. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not a big crier in general unless I'm, like, just, like, in an emotional state and just, like, cry over, like, my daughter getting bigger or something like that, right? But I'm not just a big crier and so I've – I think I've teared up one time in my therapist's office Mm. in two years. Yeah, sometimes we dig up stuff with kids but or childhood, but that's because I wanted to because I wanted to talk about anxiety and how I know that I had it as a kid. And I also know that, like, there's some little things that with how I was raised, um, specifically, like, the religion I was raised in has affected me as an adult. I'm the one that brought all that stuff up and wanted to talk about it. So... You get to kind of dictate it. Yes. And if you're like, I don't really want to talk about that right now. She's like, cool, we'll put it on the shelf and we can talk about it later if you want. 
Yeah. They're not, a good therapist is not going to like put you out of you. (laughs) Yes. Or like make it like it, their goal is not for you to walk away and be like, oh my God, I feel miserable. Mm -hmm. The goal is like for each session for you to feel a little bit better. Yeah. That's good. I hope this conversation like helps people get two perspectives of someone who's not in therapy versus someone who is. And like, yeah, you can be hesitant about it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm open to the idea of it. I, I think it's, it's still like overcoming the, I don't know. I I don't really have a reason to not go. Um, it's more of like, what is my reason to go? And maybe I don't need one. And, but also like, maybe that's just not the season you're in right now. Yeah. But I would say like, if you were like me and there was like some underlying things where you're like, ah, I know if I keep ignoring this, like something, it's going to be worse for me. Yeah. At that point, that's when I'd be like, that's when I would tell you like, eh, you should probably really start considering it a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in and listening to this. Hopefully it wasn't too heavy and hopefully we made you laugh. Uh, talking about how Brie needs to feels the urge to poop when she gets too anxious driving in the car or going hiking. <laughs> Make sure you're subscribed so that when we release that episode to explain what that actually happened, what actually happened in that story, um, you can hear it. <laughs> we need to do a funny poop episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for grabbing drinks with us today. Let's Grab Drinks is brought to you by Bossy Life Co. You can find show notes at letsgrabdrinkspod.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Cheers, Cheers friends. friends.